From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. As 2018 rolls on, the stock market has largely continued its record-breaking upward climb. It's a great time to have money in the market. And one man who used to be among the best in that business and the envy of Wall Street is looking to get back in the game. Everyone is looking at Steve Kahn. I mean, he will be probably the most watched sort of relaunch in the hedge fund world. Stephen Cohen, at his peak, made huge profits for investors and employees and himself. But his firm, SAC Capital Advisors, collapsed after an insider trading investigation that ended in a guilty plea by the company and a $1.8 billion fine. Cohen himself was never charged with wrongdoing, but in 2016, he was barred from trading other people's money for two years. And now, he's coming back. Steve Cohen was the greatest hedge fund investor of his time. If you don't follow the hedge fund industry very closely, but this all sounds kind of familiar. When did it become a crime to succeed in this country? Everyone has access to the information. We just know how to analyze it better. Cohen's story is part of the inspiration behind the Showtime drama Billions. Well, joining me is Sheila Kohatkar. She's a staff writer at The New Yorker, and she wrote about Cohen in her book, Black Edge, Inside Information, Dirty Money, and the Quest to Bring Down the Most Wanted Man on Wall Street. Sheila, good morning. Hey, Charlie. So before we really dive into Cohen, I think we should just have a quick primer on what exactly hedge funds are. Sure. Well, hedge funds have been around for decades, and they were originally conceived as these very special kinds of investments that catered to wealthy people, uh, where you could park a portion of your assets and your hedge fund manager could hedge some of those investments, be long some stocks, short others, and therefore you would be hedged. And in fact, they started off as this very boutique kind of area of Wall Street. There are now estimated to be $3 trillion of assets in hedge funds around the world. So they've become an enormous force in the market. Well, Cohen was once dubbed the hedge fund king. Why was that? How did he become so successful? Well, Steve Cohen started his fund, SAC, in 1992 with around $25 million, and he quickly showed that he was one of the savviest and most talented traders of his generation. Uh, He started posting 30, 40, 50 percent returns almost from the beginning. And very quickly, SAC grew up into a multi-billion dollar operation and was the envy of the rest of the industry. But how then did he come under investigation? Well, the SAC investigation arose out of another big insider trading investigation that was going on a few years ago involving the Galleon Group and Raj Rajaratnam, who co-founded that fund. In the course of investigating insider trading at that fund, regulators and FBI agents started to hear about SAC Capital and Steve Cohen. And people started to say to them, well, you think Galleon's dirty. You should really be looking at SAC. Everybody wants to know how they have been making so much more money than anyone else. It's a kind of a big secret. Uh, So the government decided to kind of pursue an investigation into SAC the same way they would have pursued a mafia case. So they started using wiretaps and they started trying to develop cooperators and flip people connected with the firm. And they started to try and piece together a picture of what was going on there. So Cohen had this two-year ban put on him and he's now clear of this and he can manage other people's money. uh, And there are people who want him to do that. What does that say about the financial industry? One of the big questions that was hanging over him for the last two years is, yes, whether he would come back and whether investors would kind of swallow hard and give money to him again, even after everything that happened. Uh, All of these former employees of his were implicated in insider trading. Several of them were convicted. A couple of those convictions were overturned, also worth mentioning. But yes, his reputation was tarnished. You know, I've certainly heard that he really wants to prove to the world that he can come back and he can do it clean. And he's implemented all sorts of compliance measures and things at his firm to sort of prove to everyone that he can really 
achieve impressive results without the extra juice that some people believe he had before. Uh, The fact that investors are willing to give him money again is both a little bit disappointing, but not surprising on some level. I think we've seen over and over again that, in fact, a lot of investors are willing to look the other way when they are making money. We see this in all sorts of uh, different industries, actually. And the Bernie Madoff case is one very famous example where you had a lot of investors seeing returns year after year that were kind of too good to be true, but they were willing to look away and not ask questions. So here again, um, I think you are going to see some high net worth individuals being willing to kind of overlook Mr. Cohen's past, give him another shot. He actually did make so much money for so many people before that I think many of those people still feel very loyal towards him. And uh, it's worth mentioning that he has maintained his innocence through this whole thing and has adamantly insisted this was a few bad apples. Now, a lot of people are really skeptical of that argument. But I think if you're an investor, you're really desperate for a sure thing. Uh, you might be willing to accept his explanation at face value and just look the other way and hand over your money. So after the settlement between the government and Cohen's company, SAC Capital, what happened to insider trading investigations? Well, there are a number of higher court rulings that seemed to make it harder, actually, to prosecute insider trading. And then there was a Supreme Court ruling that made it easier again and tightened up the rules. But in fact, all of that doesn't even really matter because now we're in a whole new era under President Trump where, you know, his whole agenda is based on trying to deregulate Uh, all of the agencies responsible for policing Wall Street and the market have basically been told to stand down and to back off and to become less aggressive. Some regulators are under attack and fighting to even exist. So even though insider trading remains a crime, Uh, It is clearly not a priority of this administration, and we're just not seeing a lot of high-profile cases against Wall Street right now. You spent a long time working on this book, and when you look at where things are at now, Cohen is back and he can start trading other people's money uh, and the state of investigations into insider trading. I mean, is there a, a lesson or something that you take away from it all? Well, on one level, the end of the story is a little bit unsatisfying because um, the person who was sort of responsible for a lot of what went on ultimately did not seem to really pay a heavy price uh, other than a financial penalty. However, I am hoping that people will draw some important lessons from this story. And one of them is that when you have an industry built around making money, Anytime people decide to look the other way and that industry is left to its own devices, bad things and bad behavior will tend to proliferate. And we've learned this lesson over and over again. And I think this is another opportunity as we talk about deregulation and look at what the Trump administration is doing. Uh, This is a moment when we need to remember that Wall Street needs intelligent regulation. Otherwise, it can put all of us at risk. Sheila Kohatkar is a staff writer for The New Yorker. She's also the author of Black Edge about Stephen Cohen and SAC Capital. Sheila, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.